Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sergeant says, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. 
privilege of taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Remember, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. You got to leave for any reason away from the radio? Those digital platforms will allow you to bring the show with you anywhere. That's right. Take, take us mobile. Also, again, we're on your smart speaker. Uh, the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, carry our uh, podcast because our podcast is everywhere. Just, uh, again, anchors our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You should be able to find it. NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our uh, social media platforms. If you want to contact me directly, Eric at EricAsher.com via email. Or just head over to EricAsher.com, hit the contact button. That'll take you straight over to the email as well. Uh, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Ross Jackson will make his debut on the program. He'll literally be coming straight from camp, so again, we'll get a chance to be able to get his um, view on what he had seen, has seen so far. Uh, that is Thursday at 1 o'clock with our live broadcast on WLE-TV, also live streaming on the WLE-TV YouTube page. And then the uh, rebroadcast begins, 6 p.m. on LAE uh, on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And, of course, uh, as always, we invite you to be able to, again, um, uh, check out the program at your leisure, uh, again, at uh, any of uh, those uh, platforms. All right, um, Ron Higgins of, uh, of Tiger Details will join us at 4.35 this afternoon. Talk to him a little bit about LSU, but also going to talk to him about the unveiling of the Pistol Pete Maravich statue in front of the PMAC last night. Uh, we'll get into that. Glenn Gobo will join us at 535 from Outkick.com. We'll get his Saints preview. And then, of course, we'll also talk about uh, the Maravich um, un- uh, statue unveiling. Uh, that'll happen at 535 this afternoon. Uh, don't forget also, again, uh, uh, this week, we will be bringing on some brand ambassadors later on in the week uh, from uh, our friends over at uh, – William Grant is uh, uh, part of, again, the uh, Tales of the Cocktail. Uh, all those brand ambassadors are in town right now. Uh, tonight is the big William Grant party over at, um, at the World War II Museum. Uh, of course, there will be a lot of parties going on throughout the week. Uh, a lot of your favorite mixologists, uh, people maybe you've, you've got to know for years coming here to New Orleans for Tales of the Cocktail. Uh, some, again, maybe you've known from, again, some of these uh, great TV shows that uh, highlight some, again, the great barmen uh, uh, around the world. Uh, and they have all descended on New Orleans. So I've said it before. You happen to be in a bar. You, you see, a, you know, you're, you're, you find out that uh, you see the Tails logo of, of, of what uh, these uh, the uh, bartenders will be uh, wearing. Uh, ask them about William Grant. As I've been telling you for now for years, uh, the incredible spirits at William Grant. So we'll be doing that th- throughout the week. That'll probably start uh, again uh, either tomorrow or again Thursday and Friday. We'll start bringing those guys on. In addition to again keeping you up to date on what's going on with the Saints, like the Saint- like what's going on right now. The Saints veterans have reported to camp. Tomorrow is the first practice. Uh, again, Tyron Matthew has been excused from the opening of camp for a personal matter, so he will not be there tomorrow. Uh, the Saints made a couple signings and a, cu- and a few cuts today. Uh, they bring in running back Malcolm Brown, formerly of the uh, of the Los Angeles Rams, a uh, guy that, that rushed for 419 yards and five touchdowns in, in 2020. Um, he is a uh, six-year back, uh, a big back, if you can remember him, big physical back. Uh, again, he has signed. Uh, defensive end Scott Patchett also has, has, has signed with the Saints. Uh, and... Uh, of course, uh, also uh, center Nick Martin has signed with the Saints. They waived punter Danny Whelan, 
Derek Schwenisker, uh, and also def- defensive back Jordan Miller to make uh, room for, again, those three signees. Um, also inside the division, um, Julio Jones has signed a one-year deal with the Bucks. So um, Jones is, is, is a shell of the, of the receiver that he once was. Uh, his biggest problem is staying on the field. He's had hamstring injuries uh, that have slowed him down over the last five years or so. Uh, going back to his time with the Atlanta Falcons, again, even last year with the Tennessee Titans, uh, just couldn't stay on the field. He signs a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be, again, to be part of that receiving core. And uh, jury deliberations have begun um, in the tax fraud trial of Jason Williams, district attorney for the city of New Orleans. Uh, again, we'll find out with probably within the next day or so uh, if he is found guilty on any of those counts. Uh, he will lose his law license and also the district attorney's post uh, found guilty on any count, so we'll be watching that pretty closely over the next couple days uh, to see uh, ultimately what, what happens there. But uh, a time to celebrate up, up in Baton Rouge. And I, first of all, let me say this. Um, you guys know I've been a, an advocate of Dale Brown Court uh, going back, you know, to when, you know, Mike, myself, um, Justin Gutierrez, Mark Clark, um, uh, Ty Green were all doing sports rap. You know, back in from, you know, we're talking 2002. Right. I mean, I can remember Mike and I, Mike, myself and, and Justin having discussions about this, you know, on, on the on the radio back then. OK, long before it was Vogue um, about the you know how the court should be named after after Dale Brown. And of course, it took forever for that to happen. And we, we've we've talked about it quite a bit on, on this program. I also never understood why Maravich never had a um, had, had a had a statue of him in front of the PMAC. It just didn't make sense. You, you named the building after him, but again, you, you, you did never had any sta- a statue of him. Now, again, some say it was because he never graduated from LSU. Now, we know, again, they, they've changed that, which also allowed Chris Jackson, uh, Abdul uh, uh, Raouf, uh, to also um, have his, uh, his, uh, his jersey number hung from the rafters of the PMAC. That happened, uh, what, I think two years ago. Um, but Supposedly, again, this was a, a situation where uh, because Maravich did not graduate uh, from LSU, they, they, they couldn't honor him. But yet they can honor the building with the name on it. Um, happened last night. And I'm kind of curious on why it happened on July 25th. And look, no knock against LSU. I just think, you know, it's a hot day in the middle of the summer. Nobody's around. School's not even in. You have summer classes. Even the, you know, again, the fall class have not begun. Why not do it before a big LSU football game with everybody out there tailgating? Or, again, before a big LSU basketball game. I just don't understand why today. Um, but, again, nevertheless, it was long overdue. Uh, and it was unveiled last night. You'll be able to see that. Jordy Collada show put up a, um, uh, an unveiling of the, of the statue on social media. And, of course, you know, we tried to, uh, we tried to uh, put out Jordy's stuff as, as it comes out. Um, and uh, so we, we forwarded that on our social media platforms. Of course, Maravich was incredible at LSU. Um, Three seasons, scored 3,667 points, an average of 44.2 points per game. Uh, again, he averaged 43.8 points per, uh, as a sophomore, 44.2 points as a junior, 44.5 points as a senior. Now, remember, they, they did not allow freshmen to play back then, okay? Um, and, and, of course, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a, a, without the benefit of the three-point line. Um, Dale Brown uh, did this a while back. Dale Brown said that the three-point line would have been back there. They looked at every single shot that Maravich took 
uh, that he would have had over 5,200 career points if ultimately uh, he would have um, he would have had a three the, the benefit of the three point line back then. Uh, Jackie Maravich, P- Pistol Pete Maravich's we are uh, widow uh, spoke. Dale Brown spoke. Uh, Scott Woodward spoke last night. We all again know that Pete Mar- Maravich died of a heart attack back in 1988. I mean, I can remember that heart defect, Barbie, that heart attack. Um, uh, I can remember where I was. I can remember what was going on. Uh, I mean, a lot of people like me, again, that were big Maravich fans growing up. I mean, you remember exactly what happened when you heard it. I heard it over the radio. Come over the radio. Um, and uh, that was he was playing a pickup game in Pasadena, California. And, and I'll never forget the comments by, again, the reverend that was there, the preacher that was there with him, uh, because this had something to do with, again, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, something like that. Um, uh, Pete was there. Somebody asked Pete how he felt. Pete said, I've never felt better. I feel great. He took about three or four steps and collapsed and, of course, died on the, on the basketball court. Um, but interesting, you know, again, for, for Maravich, who never played the Assembly Center, okay? It's the house that Pete built. He did, sell uh, again, sell out the old Cow Palace. Uh, 1966 and 1970, remember, freshmen were not allowed to play back in those days. And, of course, the folklore is that, you know, the crowds used to come in, for the, in, in into the Cow Palace for, for the freshman game. And then when the freshman game ended, uh, they wouldn't stick around for the varsity game. They'd all leave, okay? Or a majority of the, of the, of the crowd would leave after Pete finished playing. Um, now, you know, this is, it is what it is. Um, actually, again, we'll, we'll have Ron Higgins with us at around 435. Ron was actually there. Uh, he, had, he was in the Cow Palace. He watched Pete play, uh, again, in his time growing up uh, in Baton Rouge. So we'll talk to him a little bit about that. But that's been the, that's been the, uh, the story that has been told over and over again about, again, uh, you know, uh, herds of people just moving out of the Cow Palace after, after, the, after the freshman game ended as, as the varsity is warming up. Um, now, of course, there's some other statues out there in, in front of uh, the Maverick Center, uh, Assembly Center. Again, Bob Pettit, again, another incredible great, one of the, again, one of the top 75. He was in the top 50, top 75 greatest NBA players, along with Pistol Pete Maravich, along with Shaquille O'Neal, who also has a statue in front of the PMAC. Remember, former women's basketball coach Sue Gunner, has a statue inside the PMAC. Uh, we mentioned that Dale Brown just had the court uh, at the PMAC name for, in his, for him in his honor, uh, Dale Brown Court. They're supposed to be, again, taking the, uh, the hidden little name a plate that they put in the corner of the, of, of the um, court, and they're supposed to be redoing that court as of now, and supposedly Dale's name will be much more prominent like we see in other courts. We shall see. Politics is, again, the, the, the biggest enemy of, of everything that goes on at LSU, and I'll get into it in a moment. Skip Bertman has his statue in front of uh, Alec Box. Of course, the field is named for Bertman, for Skip Bertman. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner Billy Cannon has a statue in front of him, uh, in front of Tiger Stadium, uh, again, again honoring him. Uh, the question is, again, how long will Joe Burrow have to wait? Because if the criteria is Heisman Trophy winner, Joe Burrow should have a statue out in front of, uh, of Tiger Stadium. Uh, how long will he have to wait to get his, his statue? Hopefully he won't have to wait as long as Pete did, Okay. Because LSU's biggest problem is politics, okay? The school's immersed in the politics of LSU. Uh, you know, they, again, who's liked, who's beloved, who's hated, who's been ostracized. It's LSU's biggest problem, always has been, okay? I mean, again, it really pitiful. I mean, again, like the renaming of the PMAC floor for Dale Brown, which took forever, forever, forever to do. I talked about it as we opened the show. And then, of course, what happened recently, which I reported on, uh, I want to say, what, three, four weeks ago? about the possibility of the Board of Supervisors retaking up this, this, um, uh, this situation and possibly, again, 
wanting to share the honor of, of again, Dale Brown Court or the PMAC Court with Sue Gunther. Now, look, I've said this before. I said this way, way back when, when, when we couldn't get any traction on, on, on Dale Brown Court. If worse comes to worse and it has to be Brown Gunner or, or Gunner Brown Court, go for it. But it's too late in the, in the game now. You know, you can't name the court for, for, for Dale Brown and turn around again a year later and say, oh, wait a minute, we made a mistake. We got to honor the, the, the women's coach as well. She has a statue inside the PMAC. She's being honored, okay? But look, it's just not, it's just not LSU. I mean, it, it, it must be in the Mississippi River water. It really must be, okay? Mickey Loomis, Gail Benson, the rest of the Saints, Pelican, Pelicans ownership and management team are no better. Are no better, and I've talked about it in this program before. You know, I, I, I'm watching the video last night of, uh, of Pete's widow, Jackie Maravich, you know, again, talking about the honor. You know, the, again, Jason Maravich, his son was there. And, and I'm thinking to myself and remembering back again to when uh, the, the previous ownership, George Shin, uh, uh, realized, again, what Maravich meant to the city of New Orleans, what it meant to Louisiana basketball. And, of course, one of three teams to retire Pistol Pete's number seven jersey. Okay, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks did. Of course, he wore 44 with, with the Hawks. Okay, wore 44 and seven with, with, the, uh, with the Jazz, but seven has been his number. Okay, um, wore 44 with the Celtics. Of course, they did not, they did not retire that. But wore number seven. With, uh, with, with, again, Utah. So even though, again, he really never played at Utah, uh, he had, again, he, got, he was injured, and then, of course, coming off the knee injury, and then, of course, had some problems with the coach then, and, and ultimately, again, was, 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 uh, was uh, uh, released and then signed with the Boston Celtics, only, again, to, to, to play the, in Larry Bird's first year, 1980, um, and, and, of course, retiring at the end of the 80s season, 1981, uh, the Celtics won a uh, NBA championship. The only thing Pete ever wanted to ever do is, is win. So one thing that he ever did was win. He never won. Never won anywhere he went, uh, except with Boston. And then of course uh, he didn't make. He didn't stick around for that '81 season, and uh, ultimately did not get that ring that he coveted. But again, getting back to my my original point, Maravich's jersey in the pros is 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 uh, has been retired by three different teams: Atlanta. Utah, New Orleans, but yet uh, the Bensons took down Pete's retired number seven jersey from the Raptors of Smoothie King Center. They never put it back up, and, and I'm one of the few hosts out there that continue to bang the drum on this. Okay, it's just total disrespect. Jason Maravich, his brother, and of course um, uh, Jackie Maravich were there when when the unveiling happened. Uh, again, it was a great day in the, in the history of sports here in New Orleans, and, and basically again. Uh, Mrs. Benson, Mickey Loomis, who I'm, I'm told is really Mickey Loomis that's behind this, uh, have, have continued to ignore, again, the rightful place for that particular jersey. Uh, they also took down the Superdome Wall of Fame. We talked about it before, honoring Pistol Pete Maravich, Ricky Jackson, Archie Manning, Jim Finks, Dave Dixon, Eddie Robinson, and never returned this to it right, its rightful place in the rafters of the Superdome. Okay, wrong, just wrong. Look, I understand there's a Saints Wall of Fame now, okay? That's the Saints Wall of Fame. This was the Superdome Wall of I'm sorry, Ring of Honor, pardon me, Saints Ring of Honor. This was the Superdome Wall of Fame. This was to honor individuals who, again, um, uh, did something great or, 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 again, had a great contribution to that building. And, of course, when Maravich went there, again, selling uh, that building was, was again, um, home to uh, the, the top records in the history of the NBA during that time, Okay. Records that, again, still today, have, uh, some of those have not been broken. You know, 
what, what uh, Jim Finks did in terms of turning the Saints around. Still, again, been shunned on, on that Superdome ring of honor. Uh, still not there. Uh, Dave Dixon, again, his brainchild of, of, again, building the Superdome. And, again, what that has meant to our economy, what it has meant to the city of New Orleans with, with that dome. Eddie Robinson, what he meant, not just to the SWAC, but, again, to the Bayou Classic. And, again, to, again, uh, hundreds of thousands of, again, young African-American men who, who again, went through Grambling. Uh, that, again, that he touched, again, personally uh, through his coaching. But, again, uh, again, many, many, many millions more. When, when you talk about people that, again, have either uh, had the chance to be able to be around Eddie Robinson when he was alive, coach against, play against him, or, again, just touched by, again, uh, this, this incredible man who, again, had an incredible legacy. But, but again, his name is not there. And then, of course, Archie Manning, Ricky Jackson, who, did, who again, uh, adorned the Saints' ring of honor. But back in that time, they didn't have that. So that's never been returned. It's total disrespect by Benson Loomis at all. And I'll continue to pound on Continue to pound on this, on this show. Just wrong. Just wrong. Honor, again, the greats of the past. I've said it before. It is the responsibility of Mrs. Benson. It is the responsibility of Mickey Loomis and, and, and of course, Dennis Lausch at all. All those individuals who are, who are, again, in the upper management of the Saints and Pelicans because they, again, own the professional teams here to be able to make sure that you know, they, they are the stewards of, of the history of, of professional athletic, athletics and, and, and what has happened uh, with, again, uh, professional basketball here in New Orleans, uh, professional football here in New Orleans. And, of course, also, because, again, they are the major tenant in the Dome, again, the legacy of well, the Superdome and, again, how that was built, the history. Look, we're a city that, again, that our whole economy is based on history. Okay, history, historic buildings, the history of the city, you know, trying to be able to, again, you know, keep that history alive. And yet when it comes to the history of the of 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 sports in this town, you know, one of the few movers and shakers is Kenny Trahan. Okay, who has done his level best to be able to keep the New Orleans Saints uh, um, uh, Museum open. Okay, the the, the Hall of Fame and that museum. I mean, that's, that's Kenny Trahan. That's Kenny Trahan working his butt off over and over again, trying to find a place to be able to put this, this museum, uh, trying to keep this thing alive, uh, doing what he does every year in terms of, again, putting the Saints, having those Saints in the Hall of Fame, having the sports writers and, and, and uh, those that cover the team uh, coming up with, again, that, um, uh, you know, whoever's going to be inducted. And look, they take it very, very seriously. It's not something that's done, you know, uh, kind of half-assed. Uh, all these individuals that are involved in this, they're into it. But, I mean, they have much more reverence for the history of, again, sports in this town. Then again, then the, um, the, the, Mrs. Benson, Mickey Loomis, Dennis Loucher at all. And they've never done anything to be able to rectify this. I mean, so Jackie Maravich is, again, sitting out in front while seeing the, her, 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 uh, her husband, okay, her former, again, her, her, her late husband, have a statue unveiled him in front, in front of LSU. It took forever to happen. Meanwhile, again, I could go, I can, I could, re- I could rewind and go back to that day when that jersey was, was dropped in, 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 the, uh, in the Smoothie King Center. And I'm sure if they go to, if they go to, to a game, if they do, uh, they, they can't be happy about this. Look, as a fan, I'm not happy about it. So I wonder how they feel about it. It's just, you know, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we're, we're, even, we're still talking about this and nothing's been done about it. And, and it's, been, it's been well over a decade. Well over a decade. And this all started, remember, well, after Katrina, with the renovations to the dome, the renovations to to the um, uh, to the um, Smoothie King Center, uh, then then the arena, and then of course when the Bensons took over, I get it. 
Mr. Benson had some axe to grind with, with certain individuals, and that's why they're not in that, in that ring of honor. But no matter what, that Superdome Wall of Fame has nothing to do with the, with the Bensons, the Saints. That is the Superdome Commission and should be put back up there. And, and of course, Pete's jersey should be back up in, in, in the arena, period, the end. Happy for, again, the Maravich family. It's about time. Looking forward to seeing Joe Burrow have his statue unveiled one day in front of Tiger Stadium after being a Heisman Trophy winner. But uh, there's a great legacy of, of, of again, sports uh, here in Louisiana from, again, the professional level to the college level to the high school level. And in most cases, we try, we try to, again, revere those individuals. Uh, I, I don't know, again, the disconnect, first of all, with the politics up at LSU that it takes so long to be able to honor Pistol Pete Maravich and Dale Brown, okay, both. And then, of course, the politics here in New Orleans uh, with, again, the, uh, the upper management ownership of the Saints and Pelicans in not, again, doing the right thing and putting the Superdome Wall of Fame back up and putting Maravich's jersey back up in the rafters of the Smoothie King Center. It's mind-blowing to me, absolutely mind-blowing to me. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Hey, that's my soapbox, baby. I'm going to be on it, and I'm going to stay on it just like I stayed on the Dale Brown court. I'm going to stay on it until they take the mic away. And, and that's just the way it is. And then when they do that, I'll be on social media doing it. Okay, you know, right is right. Wrong is wrong. This is right. Why don't you make it right, Mrs. Benson? All right. Don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I've talked about it before. Look, they made getting a generator for my home so simple. Okay. First of all, they have a crew that all they do is install generators. Uh, So, again, that's that that is their gig. That's what they do. That's what they're, they're they're the pros at. But the whole process was so easy. Planning, permits, inspections. I didn't have to do a thing, okay? Uh, Jason Burkhardt came in. We did a consultation on what we were looking for in terms of, in terms of a generator. And then they took it from there. Uh, I'm telling you. Uh, the, de- the dedicated team, again, of, of doing only generators made this so easy. Single-day install. All the inspections handled. All the permits handled. Everything handled with them. Uh, also, again, finance that over time, low, low monthly note every month. And then, of course, a new install quality check after one month after they install whatever they install for you. It doesn't matter. Whatever they install for you, they'll be back a month after to find out to be able to make sure that, again, you are comfortable with how to work uh, the, uh, uh, the equipment. And then there's 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need stocked in their warehouse for your generator. Generator sales and service, they're hot right now. And, of course, again, with hurricane season, uh, again, uh, right in front of us, you want to make sure that you keep the power on. And, again, everyday storms, uh, just dealing with energy, period, or, again, God forbid, again, another tropical event. Uh, make sure, again, that you're, you're getting your generator from the pros. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, when we come back, Ron Higgins is going to join us from Tiger Details. Going to talk to him a little bit about uh, Maravich and and his time up in Baton Rouge. Uh, That's coming up next. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Glenn Gilbo will join us at 535. We'll talk Saints and Maravich with him. Uh, I'm Eric Asher. Don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. 
This report is sponsored by Wendy's Hot and Crispy Fries. Wendy's knows everyone hates cold and soggy fries, so they changed theirs to serve them up hot and crispy all day every day using only natural cut skin on fries. Prepared to golden goodness and perfectly sprinkled with sea salt. Try Wendy's Hot and Crispy Fries today at participating U.S. Wendy's. Look out for delays if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the Crescent City Connection from before Chapatula's to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Air Hart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from just past St. Bernard to Canal. Also look out, look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. And look out for an accident gravier at South Claiborne. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhardt to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miet Insurance. If you're a contractor, if you're a business property owner, maybe a professional, uh, maybe, again, you're looking for general liability, professional liability, builder's risk, workman's comp, commercial property, automobile coverage for commercial business customers, Dave Miet's got you covered. You'll search over 50 companies for the best coverage, for the best price for you. And then the service after the sale is impeccable. How long, how many times as a contractor are you looking just to get that insurance certificate to start a job and you can't find your insurance agent? You'll never have that problem with Dave Miet Insurance. He'll be there again before, uh, uh, during, and after the sale. And, of course, when you need him, always there for advice. Uh, again, 504-556-0809 is the phone number. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S agency.com is the uh, website. And, of course, you can always set up an appointment for him um, at his office on uh, Veterans Next to Shogun in Metairie. You want to save, call Dave, 504-556-0809. That's Dave Miet Insurance. 
All right. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we were talking a little bit about Pete Maravich and, of course, the unveiling of the, of the Maravich statue. And um, I, I thought about it last night when I was watching the um, when I was watching the unveiling, and I, I said to myself, "Okay, who is a great guest to have today that can talk about Pete? That can talk about the history of what's going on with with the basketball program, etc." And the first name that popped in my mind was Ron Higgins of TigerDetails.com. Ron's been covering the uh, the team for a long time uh, as as a as a, a young man, as a, as a boy growing up, got a chance to be able to see. Uh, Pistol Pete Maravich live at the Cow Palace, and thought he'd be. A, we've had this conversation on this program in the past, and I thought it'd be great to bring Ron on and kind of reminisce a bit about the, about the pistol. And Ron joins us on the program now. Ron, how are you? I'm good. I'm a lot better today. They finally got a statue up. It took them long yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> and and Ron, yeah, I talked about this in my monologue earlier. It's you know, it's just the kind of the politics of LSU, right? I mean, I mean, I know that they said it was. Because again, he didn't graduate from the school, and we know they changed that that, that rule since then. But it seems to me again, the, the biggest problem with the school is again that they're immersed in the politics of LSU. Whether you're loved or beloved, or whether you're hated or ostracized, that depends on again what's going to happen with your you know, your future over at LSU. Yeah, you know, I just I hate this took so long. You know, I was somebody I thought about yesterday who, who died in recent months was Bud Johnson and. Bud basically was my my dad, Asik, his assistant for a long time at LSU, and then and then Bud handled basketball when, when Pete came along, and then we of course Bud went to the Jazz when Pete was there. So, right. you know, it was nice to have this uh, you know ceremony three years ago, four years ago, or whatever. When you know Bud's still alive, even even last year, you know, uh, and that's the kind of stuff that just aggravates me about LSU. How the 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 politics is the bogged down the wheels, but you know, thankfully they got it up yesterday. It looks great, and now the only thing they need to do is move it to the front of the assembly center, what it should be. Uh, Agreed. Uh, I just, you know, I was telling Josh Barris yesterday. I said it's only right if they said the building's named after your dad. I said when you think of pro basketball arenas who honor athletes, I said like. Take the you know uh, the United Center in Chicago. Michael Jordan is out front. I said, "This is your dad's, dad's arena's named after him." So she he should be out front. He goes, "Well, I'm just happy today happened." I think that's where the Maverick family looked at it. I think that's the way a lot of people looked at. It. They were just happy it finally happened. And the and the and the and the sculptor did a great job. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he asked that you know he thought you know he said you know he scored so many points. I thought. You know, I'll I'll get a picture of him shooting. I mean, just, but I asked when I asked the marriage boys, I said, oh, "No, no, the dad was the show." <laughs> we give him something to turn behind his back, and he did. It's a great statue, it really is. It, it really is. You know, you mentioned Jason and Josh Maravich again. Jackie Maravich, his widow, and, and and it takes me back to again the 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 um, and I've talked about it on this program many times. We talked about it on monologue today about the. Um, Retiring of his jersey in, in the Smoothie King Center, and his, his jersey retired by the Hawks, Utah Jazz, and of course the New Orleans Pelicans. And of course, when they did the renovations at the Smoothie King Center, they didn't put the jersey back up. Okay, so that jersey is missing, and I can still remember because I was there for the unveiling of that, and I can remember watching Jackie Maravich, Jason Maravich, and and uh, and, and uh, Josh Maravich. You know how overcome with emotion that they were. You know, and, and yes, Pete never played at the at the at the um, um, at the arena. Now the Smoothie King Center, but he did play next door, 
And, and again, that building was full constantly because of Pistol Pete Maravich. And you can see the emotion that overcame them to, have, to be able to, again, have that jersey number retired. Uh, it's still not back up. It, it, it is a total oversight uh, by, by, the, by the Bensons of not putting that, that back up. Mickey Loomis as well. And that, that's another thing, uh, travesty, that has to, be, has to be righted as well. Yeah. You know, also, you know, Pete Maravich is still not in the Sports Hall of Fame. <laughs> he, wait, he's you know, not? No, he's not, he's not in their Hall of Fame. I did not know that. You know what I mean? They, they, they didn't, they, they never, they never retired his jersey. They never did any of that. I mean, they, they, they you know, it's just, they're still, they're still hooked up on the thing that, that kept them out of, you know, the Hall of Fame for years. Um, and it, 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 it's... it's is, that, is, that, is that because he didn't graduate? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they changed so, the rule. That's why, uh, they, uh, they, you know, the former Chris they, Jackson, Abdul-Raouf now, is up in the rafters. It's been changed. Yeah, they retired his jersey in 70. I'll, I'll correct myself, but they've never put him in the LSU Sports Hall of Fame. Here's a guy who's in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay. Top 75 you know, all time. Top 50 all time NBA. Yeah. You know, he, he and Bob Pettit and Shaq, you know, were recently on the 75th right. anniversary team. And, and when they had the 50th, he and Pettit were on there. Well, all, all those three guys are in the Naismith Hall of Fame. But Pete Marbury came and get him the LSU Sports Hall of Fame because of the stupid rule. And, of course, you got some of these pompous people on the Board of Supervisors who believe they got to, you know, uh, even though the rule was kind of rescinded in, in 2019, they mm-hmm. still don't have it yet. You know, they, it's amazing. I did not know they, that, Rod. I did not know and that. Lot, and a lot of them don't understand. They wouldn't even have the assembly center if it went for Pete Maravich. Because nobody want. I mean, there was no interest from the, from the legislature coming up with money for a new building until Maravich got there. And John McKithen went and saw him play and said, we got to get a new arena. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it, it mean, uh, Pete's what Pete did for basketball and at LSU can never be forgotten. When he got him a new building, when they didn't want to spend any money, <laughs> right, right. Not just not just LSU in Louisiana, period. Yeah. I yeah, mean, again, absolutely. what he did. I mean, again, he put the he put the Jazz on the map. Okay, when they traded all those draft choices and those players again to Atlanta for Maravich. Uh, that was the crown jewel. That immediately again, the, the crowds came, and again, we know it was all about Pete, but it was all about Pete. Yeah, uh, a- absolutely. Uh, you know, and it was nice that some of his teammates were there yesterday. Some teammates. I mean, Rich Hickman, who played in the backcourt with him, he and Jeff Tribbett and, and Maravich were their backcourt for. Uh, we played a three guard offense. Rich came all the way from Texas yesterday, and uh, you know he was talking about when, when people find out that he played with Pete Maravich, they just like were. They just got to stop and talk to him for a long time, <laughs> and, and it's incredible. You know, the, the reach is still there about Pete. You know, they, 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 you know, I, I tell people, I said Pete Maravich was, uh, you know, I said every every no look pass Magic Johnson ever threw was stolen from Pete Maravich. All right, I Amen. said Pete Maravich. I said he threw passes that guys still can't figure out how to throw. And, and honestly, the only guy I've ever seen in the NBA that, that, that remind me as a passer uh, that was in Pete's passing class was Jason Williams. And if you go back and look at Jason Williams, he, he's out of the NBA now, and he wasn't a great, great player. But as, yeah. as, the, as far as creative ball handling and passing, you look at you look, you look at his stuff, 
it, it's, it's like watching Pete all over again. But yep. you, you can't duplicate Pete. You can't duplicate the personality, the flair. Uh, you, you can't duplicate that he was so far ahead of his time. Uh, you had to go watch him. He was must-see. And I was so fortunate that I got to see every home game. And, uh, and you know, honest to God, even now when I watch college basketball and I, I get bored watching even I, I might be covering a game. I, you know, I go, you know what? I gotta. I'm just gonna call up YouTube, watch, watch five minutes of Pete highlights to make me feel better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Every time yeah. I see one on social media, my, 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 all those that are on Facebook that follow me must must be uh, they must go crazy because I'm, I'm I constantly put Pete Maravich stuff up. But of course, look, I was a 14 year old kid at De La Salle, uh, you know, aspiring basketball player. Uh, when the Jazz came to New Orleans, and, and of course when Pete became, again, the centerpiece of, the, of, that, of that franchise for the four years they were here, as a kid, look, there were only so many games that Maravich was on TV, right? I mean, it wasn't right. like, you know, like it is now where every game is on TV. If you got to see Maravich on TV, it was a treat. So, I mean, you got a chance, though. You were in every single game. Talk about seeing Maravich at the old Cow Palace. Well, first of all, I was telling some other day, I said, you know, I saw every, even his freshman year, of course, freshman, his freshman stats didn't count on the varsity because he couldn't play on the varsity at that time because the NCAA didn't allow that. But as a freshman, there were some games where he came out and he kind of just got bored shooting jump shots. And it's on, it's on, you can find this on some of his, his highlight stuff. He'd back it out to about 35 feet and shoot, shoot old time 200 set shots. And nothing but net. Uh, once he got to the, you know, varsity, uh, really every fast break was an adventure. It just, I mean, because you never knew what he was going to throw. I mean, even when he screwed up a pass, he made it work. One night he threw a, he threw a behind-the-back pass, a middle, middle man on the fast break, threw a behind-back pass right-handed, and was trying to get to the guy, to the trailer on the left-hand side, but he accidentally hit the heel of his foot and it bounced back up to the guy in the right lane. He laid it up, and I thought it was like the greatest pass he ever saw. He didn't mean to do it, but it just happened. But his teammates quickly learned, always have your hands ready. He's all, if he, when you don't think he looks, he's not looking at you. He's looking at you. Uh, and he just, he just threw this, this, the, most, the, the damnedest passes, the most creative passes, Passes nobody else would try, but people don't understand. This was something that he worked on for years and years as a kid in a gym by himself. I mean, he would he would put an X on a wall, say, at, at a gym, and just stand there and, and 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 throw blind passes at it, training himself over and over again. I'm not looking at it; but I'm throwing that spot. And that's he was a very much a self-made basketball player. Yeah, he had some talent. But mm-hmm. he made he and pre impressed made Pete and that that basketball yep. player and he was willing to do it, and we were all lucky enough to to, to see it. Uh, you know, just um, he he wasn't a, he he wasn't a great shooter, about forty four percent. But when he got hot, holy moly, just back oh, up, yeah. man! I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, one night I think it was a sophomore or junior at Lola Fieldhouse opened the season. He he had twenty two or thirty four shots. I mean, that's the hottest he's ever been in a game. And there's like at least 10 or more behind the ABA three-point lamp because the Bucks played in Loyola Fieldhouse. Yes. Uh, and, and when he got hot, it was unreal. Uh, uh, and 
we got so spoiled watching him, man. He, we walk out of an arena like <laughs> that, the Cow Palace, and we go, man, Pete only got only got thirty eight tonight. He was a little bit off. <laughs> no, we just only thirty eight. Yeah, we, once he got going, we didn't realize. You know, we just it's like forty five became the norm. Uh, and, and, a, and a bunch of unbelievable passes. That's what you got almost every night with him. And that's why, you know, uh, you know, uh, all of us usually have one athlete in our life, somewhere along our lives, that we pick as our guy. And, you know, and Pete was my guy. He's, he's the only person, he's the only guy that I have pictures of up in my office is Pete Maravich. Uh, and so yesterday meant a lot to everybody like me who, Sure. Believe he should have had it. Believe he should have had the first statue, <laughs> uh, and 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 not not number six as it is right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's funny. I was I mentioned this to the audience earlier. It was a Dale Brown did a, a study on on Maravich if he would have had the three point line somewhere around fifty two hundred career points if he had had the three point line in college. Yeah, I mean it would have at least seven or eight a game at least. That's what Dale Dale came up with. I mean, some people thought it was more than that, but but yeah. Right. I mean, God, I was golly to God with average like fifty-two points a game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, this is stupid. Uh, you know, you know. But again, I try to tell people who who always say, "Well, he he, he shot a bunch." Well, you have to be pretty damn creative and understand that you don't get bullied and fouled a lot, and it's going to wear you out to put up that many shots a game. Uh, as one of his teammates told me yesterday, he goes, he's the most creative shot maker I've ever seen. I mean, he, he, he could create shots like nobody else I've ever seen. Uh, and, and that itself is an art. Uh, uh, and he knew how to score. He actually knew how to score. He knew how to get to the foul line. You know, uh, he, you know he, he, uh, the night he had 30 or 31 free throws against at Oregon State as a senior, <laughs> 30 or 31, get out of here. Uh, Jeez. uh, you just, you can just go through his stuff. Uh, you know, and here we are. It's, it's, it's 52 years later. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 52 years after his, you know, his final season. And I mean, he still holds like, you know, 17, 18, 20 NCAA records, you know, a ton of, a ton of SEC, SEC, uh, LG records. He set records. You know, we always say records are meant to be broken. I don't know. But look, there's nobody that's going to average 44.24 career no, points per career. No. There's nobody. Uh, not, not even now with a three-point line. You know, nobody. And especially with guys going straight to the NBA now only staying a year, it'll, it'll never be broken, ever. No, no, not at all. No, no way. Now, now your, your dad was a co-SID, uh, and, uh, or he was an SID at LSU during that time, during Maravich's time? Yeah, my dad, A. Higgins, was SID at LSU from some 54 to right. about 68. I mean, he was in Philly Cannon era and Stovall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yeah, you know, and, and the funny thing is, I always tell this story. It's, it's pretty good. My dad came home in October 1966. This is in Maravich's freshman year. He goes, hey, I'm at the new basketball coach today. I said, really? Yeah. I said, how is he? Yeah, he seems to be a pretty intense guy. He goes, He's got a son. He said he's got a son named Pete. He says he'll be the greatest player anybody's ever seen. He goes, I don't know about. It. I saw the kid. He looked pretty skinny. I don't know how he could think that. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. 
And the rest is history, man. The rest is history. No doubt. It must have been incredible growing up, having an opportunity, first of all, to be to be part of, of again, LSU athletics back then with your dad being the SID, but also, again, to be there for that era of Maravich uh, in, in Baton Rouge. Oh, it was, I was so lucky. I just think I was, I was so lucky. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's like people who say they saw the Beatles. You know, I mean, in my age, I never got to see the Beatles. Right. I know they played City Park, but I never got to see them. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, and when you tell people, like, you saw Pete Maravich play in person, every home game, they go, you saw Pete Maravich play? Really? <laughs> it, it, it was kind of like, you know, people say, I, I, you know, went and saw the Beatles. And you go, you really saw yeah. the Beatles live? Uh, that's how it was with Pete. You know, people, uh, they would have killed to see him live. You know, and, and, and look, he was a, he was a, a really good pro. He wouldn't be in the basketball Hall of Fame if he wouldn't have been, had no. a good pro career. He had you a great I mean? pro career. He had a great just pro with career. with bad teams. I mean, he just is. I mean, the one chance that he had to win a championship, he, he retires the year before. I mean, he's yeah. with he's with um, Boston in '80. I go to the playoffs. He, he retires at the end of at the end of the '80 season. '81, they win the championship. It's all he ever wanted was a ring. Yeah, he went he went to the training camp next year. Had scored like 35 in a, in a mm-hmm. scrimmage, and then he heard the coach Bill Fitch bitching about you know. Yep. This, this didn't like him. He just retired. He's like, I had enough of this stuff, man. He's, that's you know exactly I mean? right. Said he had enough. <laughs> he had enough. You know, he, he had enough. And the thing right. and is, supposedly Bird, everybody's trying to talk him out of retiring, but he's just had enough. You know, yeah, imagine I him mean, and Bird again continuing to play I mean, together. Listen, all Pete wanted to do was win. People misunderstood yep. that. Pete, Pete didn't, didn't want to have to score forty for a game. I mean, that's why he was willing to. You know, it was always torture for him because it was, there was all this pressure on him, as we know. You know, you know he he had he had suffered from alcohol. I mean, he was an alcoholic for, mm-hmm. for well, a recovered alcoholic because there was so much pressure on him every game to beat Pete Maravich. People yes, when people once saw him play, they expected him to score a ton of points. They mm-hmm. expected that's showtime. That's yep. a big burden to carry. And he was a really good pro basketball player, and he and he and he he fit his game into the pro game, but he still threw those unbelievably great passes. He really did. He really did. And we got a chance to see him here in New Orleans, and that was great. Ron, thanks for the walk down memory lane. Really appreciate it. Like I said, I was thinking about it last night. Who am I, Who can I get? Who can I get? Your name popped in. I'm so glad you were able to join us today. Tell us about Tiger Details and how folks can follow you on social media. Go to TigerDetails.com. It's a rival's website. It's a pay website, but I'm often outside the paywall. But if you want to get really good recruiting information, you can pay the subscription. But you, like I said, you can still read me. And I'm on Twitter at Ron Higg, R-O-N-H-I-G-G. Thanks for the walk down memory lane, my friend. Certainly appreciate it. Have the great rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. See you. There you go. That's Ron Higgins again, uh, Tiger Details. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, East Bank West Bank. If your AC breaks down, you're, it's not cooling for you, you need some help, hey, man, help's on the way. It's Burkhardt. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business, only doing the work that's necessary, truly a company can trust. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Go with the pros, the company I've trusted for decades. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. 
Hire a cash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory & Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we we provide to our customers. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You gotta get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you gotta admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? Uh, I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. 
If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 221 Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Thanks to Ron Higgins for that walk down memory lane. Pistol Pete Maravich's trophy unveiled in front of the uh, Assembly Center that bears, his, that bears his name. Pistol Pete Maravich finally getting that statue up in Baton Rouge. All right, uh, we'll be joined by Glenn Gilbo at 535. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't go anywhere. dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant in Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good news. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Uh, again, Glenn Gilbo will join us at 535 this afternoon. Let's go live and direct to New Orleans Saints camp. Uh, head coach Dennis Allen previewing camp. So um, I like where I'm at right now. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be tough. We're going to be smart. We're going to be highly competitive. We're going to compete our tail off in everything that we do. And, and that's really been, that's been our mantra about how we've played defense around here for um, since 2017, really. Um, and, and I think we've seen some of the fruits of that labor. And, and, and that's, that can be carried over to, you know, our whole football team. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's not some you know, fancy cliche or anything like that, that, but that's what wins in our in our league. Do you try to like foster that attitude like day one in training camp or like how do you handle Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, if you want to get something done um, and, and you want to be good at something, it comes through repetition, you know, and so that's, you know, we're, 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 we're preaching that message um, on a day in and day out basis and, 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 you know, everything's designed to build some toughness to make sure we're, we're, we're playing the game intelligently, you know, and then we're going to go out and compete. And, and, you know, you don't learn how to compete until you go out there and you do it every single day. How is Marcus May progressing from his injury? How does he and Tyron kind of complement each other? Um, well, the answer to the first question is I think he's, I think he's progressing nicely from the injury. Um, you know, uh, he'll, he'll be ready to go uh, when we go out there tomorrow. Um, I think we got to be smart and making sure that we're, we're um, you know, just monitoring how he's doing because uh, he certainly didn't get a lot of activity during the spring. And so, um, you know, we want to kind of be able to ramp him up a little bit, uh, but feel good about it. I think him and Tyron uh, complement each other really well. Uh, both have the ability to play deep. Both have the ability to play down in the box. It's going to allow us to have some uh, multiplicity in terms of what we do defensively, which is good. Um, and, and I think, you know, Tyron's veteran presence uh, will, will, will bring some, some intelligence and, and leadership to that room. Jim, do you all go uh, full 
You know, um, it's always a fluid situation. Um, you know, I think obviously to, to be good at tackling and, and holding on to the ball when, when, when you're being tackled, you know, you kind of got to go through that experience a little bit. Um, I think that's something that we, we, we always monitor and, and, and evaluate as the as camp goes on. I think we all get in a bit of part of a lot of these training camps. You go in, you're like, okay, we're going to do this period live. And then you're like, damn, I don't want to get anybody hurt. You know what I mean? So you're always constantly evaluating that. But I think that's it's a valid question, and, and uh, certainly that's something that we think about. Have you already mapped out how you want to use uh, starters during the three preseason games? No. No, um, that's, I've mapped out what we're doing tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, and that's. I don't mean the individuals, but I just meant like the, yeah. is there like, is the third preseason game like the, like the third used to be, that kind of thing? Yeah, I've, I've got that thought, you know, in my mind and, you know, we'll keep it there for right now. I think you're always cautious with the quarterback. But yes, you know, like, I, I don't know that we're going to necessarily um, look, he's going to participate in team drills, you know. Um, but, but certainly there's a, there's a, you know, an extra sense of making sure that, you know, we stay away from the quarterback and, and uh, certainly don't want any unwanted contact. Not as we go in, but I mean, certainly that you know we'll evaluate that as as we as we go through. Um, I'm, I'm I'm excited about seeing you know how he looks getting out here uh, tomorrow, and and uh, man, I feel good about where he's at. Yes, I was curious about since you've been in the seat now since we got hired. I know you know that you have a special job and the importance of the Saints in this city, but has it grown any? Have you had that appreciation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there definitely is, and I understand, um, you know, the role of the head coach in this city, and it's, it's, it's a little bit different than other places, and, um, and so, you know, I understand that, I appreciate that, and, and I welcome that. You know, it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, you know, and, and I, I know that this city loves this football team and has a close connection with this football team. And I know what it means to this city when, when we have success. And so um, that's a responsibility that we all take on. Yeah, there is, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what that is. I mean, you know, you get geared up for, for game day, you get excited about it. Um, Did they get a little bit of that from the Tampa experience? Maybe? Well, you'd certainly have to ask them, but I, I, I don't think that was any different than how I was when I was, you know, the defensive coordinator. You know, like, look, we don't get to go out there and play the game to compete. You know, so our our competition is, you know, behind the white lines. 
Um, and But it's the only way we get to compete. And, and I think all of us as coaches enjoy that part. I think all of these guys that are coming off of injury, there's there's some, you know, just paying attention to 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 a rep count, you know. But in terms of, you know, is or, or is it on one day off? That there's nothing like that. But but yeah, I mean, I think we're going to be smart with all these guys. Pacing is such a unique uh, player. Can, can you kind of summarize what his role might be this year, or might that still evolve? I think it's going to be very similar to what we've seen in the past. You know, I think he's going to provide multiple roles for us. Um, you know, there'll be there'll be a lot of working with the with the tight end grouping. Um, but yet, you know, he'll, t he'll t still take some snaps from the quarterback position. Um, we're still going to utilize him, you know, in that role. Um, and so I, I don't see, like, a ton different. There's still going to be a lot of special teams that he's going to participate in. Um, he's, a, he's a really good football player, and we want to utilize his skill set. And, and he, can, he can help us win football games. If Alvin is suspended, is he an option at, at that role? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule anything out, uh, you know, for Taysom in terms of what he's capable of doing. Hell, we we tried to recruit him over to play Sam linebacker for us a couple of years ago. Um, so, so he, he's certainly a, a versatile player, and we're going to utilize him in a lot of different roles. Yeah, I don't know if he's quite where he was before, but but look, I think he's in. I think he's in excellent shape. Um, I think he looks good, and uh, I think he's feeling pretty good. Matt, they had a tweet recently saying that the conditioning test looked like football, and that made him happy. Is that a change from years past? How you guys did your conditioning test here? Yeah, a little different. A little different. A little, little more. Um, you know, sprints and 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 shorter. Recovery times. Um, there's a ton of different conditioning tests that are that are out there. Um, you know, we kind of talked and, and thought that. You know, I wanted a conditioning test that that corresponded with the game that we play, and the game that we play are short sprints, typically, all right, and quick recovery. So, I got to run a certain distance, and then I got to get back to the huddle. And then here we go, we're running another play. And, and we tried to simulate that, uh, you know, as best we could in a conditioning test. And, and uh, I thought the guys did pretty good with it. What about Matt's approach and viewpoint overall do you like just about what he brings? Well, I, I, I think this, I think that, that um, he's got facts and figures to back up his thoughts and ideas. You know, and, and I think, you know, I'm not smart enough to understand all the physiological elements of it, all right? But when you can give me facts uh, to back it up and statistics to back it up, then it makes more sense to me. Um, and I think that's what he does a really good job of. How are you guys, are you uh, analyzing 
Yeah, look, I mean, I try not to ever worry about things I don't control. And so I don't control that situation, so we'll see how things play out, and then, and then uh, we'll adjust accordingly. Absolutely, we talk all the time, you know, um, and and um, again, I don't see it looking just a whole lot different. Um, I see it being very similar to um, what it's looked like around here in the past. Um, but yeah, look, I have conversations with all our coaches all the time. Um, and, and I think that's what good organizations do. They have great communication. Uh, did it deal with uh, the practice schedule and the fact that come with things like this? You know how inclement weather, the heat index and all. Uh, yeah, you have practice plans for four, fifth, and six. And I'm saying there's no way Dennis would have them out there. Four, three days in a row, the heat index is 110, 108. Would that be something? Sorry, no lightning, but we can't say we're going inside. Well. I haven't gone all the way through that, Bobby, to be quite honest with you. Okay, again, I got tomorrow's schedule. I know it's going to be hot tomorrow, all right? Um, so we'll play that by ear as it goes. I mean, certainly we're cognizant of the fans being out at practice. We love having the fans out at practice. I think it's highly motivational for our football players. And so we're cognizant of that. Uh, but, but we also know that, and I know the fans know this too, and I know it's disappointing, but the most important thing is, is that we take care of those players, all right? Because that's the most important asset that we have uh, in this organization is our players. And so the number one priority is to make sure that we uh, are looking out for their best interest, which then in turn gives us the best chance to win games. So then if you're saying uh, your role is not going to change as far as uh, being a defensive coordinator slash head coach at college plays, you know how now and then Sean Gillette, Pete Carmichael, or Coach Carmichael call the plays, and then maybe he would come back to call the plays. Is that maybe a role you could see where you throw the coaching as a party or whatever, home now and then as far as? Talking about in the regular season? Yeah, a regular season or even in preseason, giving them more I could see that happening in the preseason. I don't, I don't envision that right now in the regular season. Um, you know, um, obviously, as with anything, everything's fluid, but um, I'll never say never, but I, I don't envision that. Coach, on defensive line, it's, it's different looks now today from so many different angles. You feel good about the depth, because looking at it on paper, everybody's healthy. That's really a strength of your football team. We talked about the secondary, but defensive line play, too. Yeah, it's a good group. It's a good group. I think uh, we got a lot of talented players. Um, I think they're, they're coached really well. And I think they play extremely hard, and they do the things that we're asking them to do, you know. And and yeah, we do have good depth at, at at that position. And I would say this: I would say, you know, one of the things that we wanted to do this off season was build a highly competitive roster. All right, we talked about our roster and our team being, you know, tough, smart, and competitive. Well, part of that is. Man, I want our guys competing every day. And how do you encourage competition is, well, you, you get a lot of really good players. And you have to 
compete to stay on top. And so, um, so yeah, I, I think that's, um, I feel good about that. And, and um, I, I think we're in a good spot there. Yeah, I had a great conversation with him today. I, 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 I like where, where, where Mike Thomas is. Um, you know, look, certainly, you know, I'd love to, to there not to be any issues at all, but, you know, that's not the nature of what we're dealing with right here. And I feel like, you know, and we all feel like uh, it won't be very long before we see him out there on the practice field and, and, and uh, you know, start working him back in and, and, and getting him ready for the season. What do you think Doug Marone is going to be able to do to impact the offensive line? Any impressions on him? Um, yeah, I think he's a really good football coach. You know, um, I think he's 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 tough. Uh, he's demanding, um, but yet I, I think he's also uh, been around enough that he's willing to do the things that it takes to get the best out of a player. Sometimes it's, you know. Um, Maybe not talking to him so nicely. Um, sometimes it's 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 loving him up a little bit. You know what I mean? And 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 I think that's what you get with, you know, uh, a veteran coach like Doug. All good. Appreciate it. All right. That's um, head coach Dennis Allen of the New Orleans Saints. His uh, first uh, pre. Um, training camp interview, meeting with, again, the the uh, press corps that covers the uh, New Orleans Saints. So, and um, seem to be uh, ready and um, raring to go. Uh, again, everything starts tomorrow uh, for the Saints as they uh, uh, start the uh, workouts with the veterans. Uh, and um, he seems to be a pretty optimistic coach going into this season. And one of the things I really like about what he said was, especially on offense, and we talked about it a lot on this program, right? How much does the offense change? Um, how aggressive will the offense be? Um, you look at the offense in the past, it's been very, very creative week to week. Um, you know, how much of that was Sean Payton? How much was that Was that a collaboration of the individuals that, that, again, were in that room? Now, we've heard that it's, that it's a collaboration of, again, a bunch of different guys that, that again, were putting that together. Um, but, again, we at least hear from Dennis Allen that, uh, he's going to be uh, again. We're not going to. We're not going to see a lot of difference in the offense, which again is good. Look, we know the defense is going to be aggressive. We know that again, especially on third down. If, if the Saints win on first and second down, that Dennis Allen, uh, from a schematic standpoint, is one of the best coaches in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. He will confuse you and, and, and put you in a bad position. He does it all the time. Um, and of course, now he's got a team kind of to back it up, right? First, second, third levels of this defense. Um, as as good as any defense in the NFL right now. Um, obviously, they have to stay healthy, especially along the defensive line. Uh, yes, they could use maybe a little bit of added depth at the uh, linebacker position, but that will shake itself out throughout training camp. Uh, we'll see again how that plays out. Um, and, of course, the secondary, again, as I've said before, I, I think is a better secondary today than it was last year. Uh, I just do. I mean, again, I, I think the additions of – uh, of Tyron Matthew and Marcus Bay in the, on the defensive backfield is, is, is going to prove out to be, again, a better combination than, than Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, and no disrespect to either. 
Um, but, again, they're interchangeable. I, I think you're going to be able to disguise things better. Um, and um, as far as, again, uh, that safety of the last line of defense, I think we won't, we, we're not going to see these busts where, you know, they're missed tackles and, and then, then there's these long gains or touchdowns. Then, again, that Marcus Williams, which was his Achilles heel. Look, great range by Marcus Williams, right? But the Achilles heel was, again, tackling. I don't think well, that's going to be an issue here. And I think, again, they're really strong on the outside with their corners. On the inside, again, I think they're interchangeable with, you know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, you know, and you look at, at again, uh, having the ability to move Tyron Matthew up front. Uh, also, again, uh, Marcus May. Um, uh, you know, Sorensen is a guy that plays in the box as well if he's going to he makes this team. Um, and then, of course, we still don't know what they're going to do with Alante Taylor, the, the rookie, who seems, again, to be able to have safety-type skills but also can play the quarterback position. So we'll see how they're going to play. Bradley Roby, again, is another guy that, you know, again, that, that a veteran. Uh, that's going to be counted on. Look, I've said this before. You can never have too many good football players. One of the reasons why I wanted Quan Alexander back. It wasn't because Quan was a LSU Tiger. It wasn't because Quan again was, you know, uh, again was uh, was was a Saint last year. It was because Quan was a quality football player. And even if you're not starting him, he's got quite his quality depth. And then also again, what he brought to the team in terms of energy. You get that energy with Gardner Johnson. Okay, at least you have him there, right? Tyron Matthews is going to bring that energy, right? But, again, Quan did that. Uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out overall. But I like, the, I like the defense first, second, third levels. And offensively, if this offensive line can play up to, up to the, again, the, the capabilities that we saw during the, the, the Breeze era, okay, where they were considered one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, uh, then I think this offense is, has the ability to really put points on the board and, and can be a really, really uh, aggressive and prolific offense. But it's going to come down to the protection, protection of, of, of Jameis Winston, making him feel comfortable in the pocket so that, again, we talked about it over and over again, his mechanics are there so that he's throwing the ball accurately. You know, that's, the, that's been his biggest issue throughout his NFL career. Not that he doesn't have a big arm. He has a big arm. He can fit the ball in it. But can he do it accurately? Because, again, this year he's going to have more opportunities to throw the ball on, on the first and second levels and throw those in tight windows. And you're going to have better receivers now to be able to catch that ball. I think he's got. I think he's going. He's going to. He's going to try to fit those in. Now, what happens? He's got to have protection. To me, again, I think they're going to be fine at the tackle position with with um, with Ramshack. Uh, obviously, right now the two guards are, are are the question mark. And then what's going to happen again with left tackle? Uh, I've said before, uh, if Penny's not ready, it, it, look, don't rush him. Put him in a position where he's that tackle eligible. Put Hurst out there. Doesn't mean that Penny won't be playing throughout the season. At one time, maybe he'll take it over. But, again, protection has to be job one for, for, for Jameis Winston going into this. And then, of course, there's the Kamara situation. He goes to court next Monday. Um, you know, remember, he, he's put out that tweet uh, last week. He said, over with. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that there's been a deal done? Does that mean there's been a deal done with, again, the victim here? That, again, maybe uh, they're, they're going to pay him off. And, and, and maybe at that point, the, the victim will go back to the courts and say, uh, you know what, uh, I, I want to drop the charges. At that point, maybe, again, they drop the charges to a misdemeanor. I mean, with, with Kamara not ever ha- being in trouble and this being really kind of the one time that, that again, he's, he's, that, that we know of that he's had any problems with the law, you know, maybe it's a situation where the charges are dropped or the charges are reduced to a misdemeanor. And he does community service and he pays off uh, the, um, the victim uh, of the of this of this of this incident, and and the, then the NFL maybe doesn't throw the book at it, uh, but we'll see. No matter what, again they sound they signed Malcolm Brown today, 
Uh, he's a big back, formerly of the Los Angeles Rams. You remember, you remember him. Again, let's see how much tread he's got in the tire, see what he can do. But at least he's a veteran uh, that they brought in. Um, he's not, he doesn't have the skill set of a Camaro, but who does? Uh, but we'll see how it plays out. But I love the wide receivers on this team. Uh, again, I like, obviously, Kamara starting running back. We'll see what happens to the tight end position. I think the biggest question marks on this team right now are, at, are, on, the, are on, the, on the offense. I think special teams, they'll be one of the top teams in, in the league, and I think on defense, they'll be the same. Offense gets it together. I'm telling you, folks, this team has a chance to really, really uh, be a really solid and really good team this year and has a chance to be able to compete in the NFC. And I'm saying compete for an NFC championship, which, again, we'll get them in the Super Bowl. But, again, you got to be healthy. And we got to see, again, with, with again, some of the unknowns here. And that is Dennis Allen as a head coach, uh, the co-defensive coordinators, how that's going to work out. Carmichael, Carmichael as the offensive coordinator. Is it all the same? Does continuity work? Is that going to work again when, when, when the rubber hits the road, when you got to make a tough decision, when, when, when the game's on the line? We'll see. But, again, the team itself, the athletes they put on the field, especially on the defensive side, they, they rank with anybody in the NFL. Offensively, this wide receiver group is as good as anybody in the NFL. Kamara's as good of a running back as anybody in the NFL. And Jameis Winston, if, again, if he can get his head right, okay, and, again, continue not to, not to turn the ball over, uh, he has the tools to be, again, a top quarterback. But he's got to go out there and prove it, as does his team. The same thing goes for the offensive line, which, again, is the biggest question mark going into the season, no doubt. All right, we will take a break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by uh, Glenn Gilbo of um, Outkick.com. want to remind everybody about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a new system, look, at least have Burkhardt come out and give you a price. That's all. I mean, again, it, it's always smart to get multiple prices no matter, no matter what. You want to see again, again, well, you know, you know what, what, the, what the cost of a system is and, you know, be able to compare apples to apples. Uh, but then comes the service after the sale, which is impeccable. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. They have crews that all they do is install systems in your home or your business. So, again, they are conscious of, again, your home, uh, disrupting your home when they're in installing the system. Again, disrupting your business. And they'll do everything they can to be able to work around it. Burkhardt is flexible like that. They understand, again, you know, uh, what, what, what it means to be able to, again, put a new system in a home or a business. So, again, if you're looking for a new system before you sign that contract with any other company, call Burkhardt. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry and the service at the sale, second to none. It's Burkhardt. That's ACPromise.com. We'll be right back with Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com. Don't move. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Hey, DQ fans, don't forget, Thursday, July 28th is Miracle Treat Day at DQ. With every Blizzard treat you buy at participating DQ locations, you're supporting local children's hospitals. Remember, July 28th, only at DQ. Happy tastes good. Delays are solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection with delays solid from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart 
Hart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays solid if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Delays are solid on 10 eastbound right at Williams. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from Causeway to Clearview. If you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side, delays are steady from just past St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire. One-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. I'm telling you, largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area with something for everyone's budget. And, of course, if you've got your personal vehicle and you're in charge of a fleet account at Southern Tire, they're going to treat your vehicle like, like their own. If your vehicle's out of warranty and you're looking for a shop you can trust, you can trust Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. The same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, the latest diagnostic equipment you get at Southern Tire. ASC certified technicians, and, of course, you don't have the dealership prices to go along with it. As I mentioned, the largest selection of tire in the metropolitan area, something for everyone's budget. And, of course, at Southern Tire, you've got the Piazza family standing behind all the work they do. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers. Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. 
Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. My good friend Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com is our guest. Glenn, welcome to the show. How are you, bud? Hello, Eric. How are you? Happy, uh, happy vacation time. Yeah, well, you are on a little bit of a vacation. I appreciate you jumping on with us. Um, uh, I, I wanted to bring you on today, obviously, to talk a little bit about the Saints, but also what happened last night in front of the PMAC, the unveiling of the Maravich statue, which was, again, well, well, you know, overdue, in my opinion. Uh, but I wanted to chat with you about that. But I'm gonna, can, I, can I take you down on, on, a, on a little walk down memory lane before we do that? <laughs> sure, we do that well. We do, yes, we we do, do. I, right? I do. I do that better than current events sometimes. Hey, man, let me tell you, you you're going to love this. I, I was able to find this. This is Maravich breaking the all-time scoring record against Mississippi State. Now, there's not a, a call from the LSU side. This is the Mississippi State uh, play-by-play announcer uh, making this call. Hope you enjoy. Wow. I've seen a lot of hysteria at football and basketball games, but nothing like that. Tonight, Pete Maravich set the all-time career scoring record. You know what Press Maravich has to tell his kids to feed Maravich, feed the kid over there with his tribute. Tribute in the hole. They're looking around for Pete. He's going to try a 28-footer. He's going to out. No good. It won't go in the hole. Maravich has missed like five straight shots now. Here they come again. 93-76. LSU leading. It's the Pete. A 21-footer. Again, uh, Pistol Pete breaking the uh, Oscar Robinson scoring record, uh, January 31st, 1970. That was, again, against Ole Miss. That was the University of Mississippi radio announcer Stan Torgerson, uh, again, with the call. Wow. Uh, and, I mean, what what a night that was, huh? I think John Ferguson made the call on, on yeah. the LSU radio On the LSU network, network right. right. And I think we got right, a little yeah, bit of John Ferguson at the end. 
if if you That's if you a listen great call by by an Ole Miss uh, announcer. I yeah. mean, he, he totally totally went objective, you know, and and obviously you had to and and captured the moment. But uh, man, I'll I'll tell you my memory of that. Um, you know, I, like everybody else in Metairie, just about I had a goal on, on my driveway. So I was uh, let's see, I was eight years old when that happened. Um, nine years old, nine years old, and uh, I was playing with my basketball on the, on the, on my basketball goal. And I, and I was, I had Ferguson's radio call. My dad was in the garage. We're listening to the game. And whenever Pete would get the ball, I would shoot like trying to make my shot at the time. He made his Mm -hmm. shot and and he missed seven in a row before he made that shot. You just heard about it. He missed seven in a row. And, and uh, we, you know, it was, it was just a, a, a great memory listening to that. And, uh, you know, I could, I, I forgot, you know, I guess they just stopped action. Obviously, I mean, you usually don't just see the game stop like that, but they must have right. just stopped the game because everybody's storming the court. But uh, yeah, wow, that, that's a great. That was a great call by Stan Torgerson. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And of course, uh, I mean, again, look, Maravich was. I mean, he was incredible at LSU. You know, put LSU basketball back on the map after Bob Pettit, right? And and then and then of course. Uh, you know, here in New Orleans, when when he was you know brought over uh, after what they had the expansion draft, and then of course the the the, uh, the 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 Jazz made the deal with the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, they gave they gave a king's ransom to the Hawks, but it didn't matter. Okay, did not matter what it was draft trip, draft picks, the multiple number one picks. You know, again, I think Walt Bellamy was part of the deal going back. There were a bunch of different players, but it didn't matter because again, Maravich was the centerpiece of that deal. And really, again, uh, put it, put it, put the Jazz on the map for, for 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 Louisianians and New Orleanians. He was the show. He was the guy that everybody went to go see play. Yeah, the the uh, Lo- the Louisiana Purchase was was the headline in the in the picture. Yes, and yes, think. great. That's a great call. That's a great call. Yes. And uh, yes, it was. We use we used that at Outkick when LSU hired Brian Kelly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, the uh, that that was great, man. I mean. It, it really made it. People were already excited about the the jazz, but when they got mm-hmm. beat, you know, it just put it over the top. And then the, going into the Superdome, you know, it was it was it was a great time. And then you know, it, it, he came to New Orleans. It, he wasn't that far removed from LSU, and he's he's probably the most. I think he's the most iconic athlete in LSU history because because everybody knew about Pete at that time, and this was obviously way before internet and and the celebrity yes. world but he, he was he was nationally known as, as as you know and they weren't great teams until his last year but but everybody knew about pete you know he's in he's in the billy joel song you know there's a reference to him mm-hmm. uh, when billy joel's like going through the that, that time capsule song um but uh you know he's he, he's just the, the most famous and, and, and you know one of the most famous college basketball players of all time and his style of play was ridiculed and called circus at the time, but then, you know, it became Showtime with Michael Jordan and Magic Magic Johnson first, and, and Larry Bird and and uh, and Michael Jordan. But he was doing it decades before that.
I mean, a precursor to what we see in, 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 in ball today, period. I mean, I don't, I mean, it could be street ball, it could be NBA, it could be high school, college, doesn't matter. Maravich was, was the forefather of that. And, and you hear him. I mean, you, Magic Johnson readily admits that, again, that, oh, again, he, I they mean, uh, I, I, Isaiah Thomas. You go right down the line of the greats of the greats, uh, again, that, that had a chance to see Maravich playing as they, as they grew up, and, and they idolized him and, tr- and, tried to, and tried to mimic what he did. Well, what's amazing is, I mean, there wasn't that many opportunities for those guys to see Pete on TV. I mean, Magic Johnson, when would he have seen Pete Maravich on television? It must have just been highlights or something. Yeah, just footage, right. Yeah, I mean, because, because, you know, those games were regionally televised. Um, You know, he may have had a couple of nationally televised games against Kentucky. Uh, I don't think the NIT was televised when he, when no, he played they, in that. They, they weren't even born back then. I mean, again, I mean, you got to yeah, remember, you and yeah. I were eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine back then. I mean, they weren't even born. The only thing they could well, see was was again footage. Well, well, now, now, uh, Magic Johnson was 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 born at that time. I mean, Magic Johnson is uh, he's let's see, Magic Johnson's older than us because because he, he was he his his uh, he was drafted in. In, uh, he was drafted in 79. 79, yeah. I, we were still so, in high so school. So 79, 80. Yeah, I was still in high school. So so he could have watched that as, as a little kid, um, but uh, as well as Larry Bird. And, uh, but, you know, and. and uh, yeah, he was born in August 14, 1959. So he's, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a year older than I am and, um, and a few years older than you. Great, great right. guy. And, right. And, uh, and, I remember when when um, when when the when Maravich's sons met uh, some of the NBA players of his, of Pete's generation at one of the All Star games. They 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 because uh, uh, Josh was was on LSU's basketball team mm-hmm. under John Brady there, and uh, I remember those kids were raving about how many of uh, the players from Pete's generation came up to them and, and told them how good he was. You know, from Wasn't other that the 50th anniversary team that, that, that yeah, you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's what that was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, he, you know, he's just universally respected by, by players. You know, there's a couple of players here and there that, that thought he was a circus. I mean, Red Arbach did, you know, but um, I think he yeah, proved he, all those people uh, Arbach wrong. loved him, man. Arbach loved him. And, and, and I, mean, you, I mean, I understand that, again, he – he was a, maybe a little bit of a showman, but again, as soon as he got him, as soon as he could get him from Utah, he got him and put yeah, him on true. that Celtic team. And, and of course, you know, again, nineteen. Think about it, nineteen eighty. Bird is drafted. That's Bird's first year. They go to the playoffs. Uh, I think it was Chris Ford and him uh, were were were, were kind of going at it. And then, then of course it was Bill Fitch, who was just a stickler for everything that uh, just kind of pissed Maravich off because he was always he was always in his face, and Maravich wasn't used to that. And then eventually Maravich just said, you know, it's not worth it, and walked away. Um, and of course they won the they won the championship in '81, uh, which again, if he would have stuck around that year, he would have yeah. won a championship, which is all that he ever wanted was to win a ring. Yeah, and he never even made the playoffs with the Jazz. He did make the playoffs a few times with the Hawks. But right. and, one, and once with the no. Celtics. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. Red Arbach did like Maravich. The, the guy who didn't like him was Jerry West. Because I remember I had a conversation with Jerry West about right. that at an LSU basketball game in the early 80s that he, he just happened to be there scouting for the Lakers. And he said he didn't think much of Maravich, which made total sense if you watched the Lakers series right. on HBO because he didn't think much of Magic Johnson. 
ever. <laughs> you know, he thought that was all, you know, street ball and that was yes. crazy and that stuff didn't work. So he was eventually proved wrong on that. Yeah, Tom the Salky uh, was another guy that, that again, that, that really didn't like Maravich. And, of course, you know, when, and after he hurt his knee here in New Orleans, they go to Utah. He's at the end of the bench and, of course, eventually, again, got his release. And that's when, he's, that's when he ends up signing with the Boston Celtics, finishes out the, the year there. Of course, didn't stay. But, again, uh, the, the fans here in Louisiana loved him, and I think the fans around the NBA loved him as well. And, 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 and you know, again, he, he had a road show when it was when his LSU, uh, you know, going to all these SEC schools when, it, when again, he was, he was doing his, his deal with, with, um, with the Tigers for three years as well. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I remember talking to Wim Sanderson about that one time because I think he scored 59 in Tuscaloosa one night. Uh, but but the SEC, I mean, they love to see Pete. They came, they came to the games, you know, in Starkville and Tuscaloosa just to see Pete, you know, an opposing player, you know, and, and they were cheering for him to score, Not, you know. You know, even when he was on the road, that happened in Athens too. I remember hearing stories about that. So, it's uh, it it must have been amazing to to be able to cover those oh, teams. Gosh. You know, if I if I could go travel in time and be mm-hmm. older, you know, and be be, right. be born earlier, what, what what days that must have been covered covered? No doubt. Feet. Well, I had Ron Higgins on earlier, Glenn. Of course, you know his dad was was the uh, was the SID right. at LSU during that time, and he got yeah. to see all the games, right? And he sure. was talking about again growing up in the, in the Cow Palace, watching Pete play. You know, again, his yeah. through his whole childhood. Yeah, and and uh, everybody would leave after Pete played on the freshman yeah, right. team and not watch the varsity. That's true. Yeah, that happened all the time. All the time. Yeah, Ron's got all some the time. great stories. Yeah, and then of course on the flip side, you and I remember again that the the the, the games of forty and fifty and, and thirty thousand in in the dome. Okay, for when Maravich would play against big teams like the Sixers and the Lakers at all. Oh, he had so much fun out there. You could tell he was having yep. fun. And and what I remember at the games in the dome, like when the Jazz were up and had a comfortable year, a comfortable lead, and it was uh, it was showtime, as Hot Rod yep. Hunley would say. You know, so Pete would just start throwing it around and taking hook shots from half court. I mean, it, and banking in free throws. You know, unreal. It, it was a lot. It was the, a lot the passing fun, is what I loved. The, I mean, the, oh yeah, and, the no look. The and, the passing was incredible. Oh, he was an amazing passer. Pete, and, and what people don't realize about him sometimes, he was six five, and he was he always rebounded really well. Mm-hmm. He had very yeah. good rebounding games. Now he wasn't a defender, okay, but no. had a great passer, one man fast rebounder, break, great shooter, ball handler, the, the best ball handler of all time. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, I wish I could have seen him play live more. Yeah, no, I'm telling you what, me and my buddy Mike Vazan, our whole crew, man, I tell you, every chance we got, uh, got what, the dollar ninety nine shoe town tickets and, and was at that dome watching Maravich. Uh, it was, again, that's why, again, still I today, I, I have the affinity that I have, you know, for the Jazz logo and, and the nickname and everything else that really kind of belongs here in New Orleans. I mean, because, you know, again, when, when you're in your formative years and you had an opportunity, to, you know, to, to be around that, it, it's tough to let that go. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know that, that game, that Shoetown game where they set the attendance record against the Lakers and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, it was a huge rain in New Orleans that yep. day. And still all the people made it, and Pete had a Porsche at the time. The Porsche mm-hmm. flooded, and he had to, like, call the police to get – or somebody. They, they had the P-Roll game out of the, out of the subdivision to the Jefferson yeah, Parish yeah. uh, Sheriff's he, Office, and, and, and they, they, they whisked him to the, to the dome. I, I, think, I think he was actually brought part of the way by helicopter. 
Was it? That's what Barry, okay. That, that's what Barry Mendelson told me. But yeah, he, he, okay. at first he was he was canoed out of there. But uh, yeah, the uh, the Porsche didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know what? He he could afford another one. There you go. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah. You remember he signed his contract. He put the pen in his mouth. That's a famous state yep. item picture with dollar signs over his head. He put the mm-hmm. pen in his mouth and signed his name with big shade, <laughs> 70s haircut, leisure suit oh, yeah. It was something, man. Yeah, it was a great time to be around, no doubt about it. Glenn, thanks for the walk down memory lane. Before we let you go, tell us about OutKick and how folks can uh, follow you on social media. So we didn't get to the Saints. Or, no, we didn't. But we'll, look, we'll have plenty of time next week. They'll, they'll be in camp. Are you going, are you going by the way? Uh, well, I'm on. Actually, I'm on vacation this week, but but I'll right. be at uh, Saints camp in the coming weeks okay. uh, when I when I can. Uh, but uh, no, enjoyed it, enjoyed it, Eric, and uh, we'll be talking too. soon. Oh, Thank outkick. Appreciate com. Go to outkick. Yep, that- Outkick.com, Free website. LSUB tweets still on Twitter. Thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate your time today, here. Okay. There you go, Glenn Gilbo. All right, I'm Eric Asher. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You come home tonight, AC's not working. Burkhardt will be there quickly, and they'll get you up and running. Again, Burkhardt, again, after our service, also 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Go to a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles, and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceanic Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceanic Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanic Grill.com. Oceanic Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. 
Lord. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Hope you enjoyed today's program. A little bit different, right? A little bit different with, again, a lot of, uh, of uh, uh, Pete Maravich after getting his statue unveiled uh, at, uh, at LSU. Long, uh, long overdue. Um, and I um, want to thank Rudy Dixon uh, back, uh, back at studio. Uh, again, not just... Uh, uh, playing that audio for us, but also, again, uh, uh, handling things behind Master Control. I want to thank uh, Ron Higgins for his uh, walk down memory lane. Also, again, Glenn Gilbo of uh, Outkick.com. Of course, uh, Ron of Tiger Details. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, the podcast, if you missed any of today's program, will be up about 20 minutes after the program ends. Ross Jackson joins me in the award-winning Inside the Wall in Sports this week. And thank you uh, again for supporting our sponsors. And thanks to the sponsors for supporting our program. We very much appreciate it. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. And uh, your support is very much appreciated. Thanks so much. All right, coming up next, it's All Access. Jude Young will be in the house. Want to keep it right here on 106.1 FM. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. Until then, Eric Asher signing off. From the dog catch of the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. <laughs>